This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is part of a series of interviews recorded at the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference in beautiful Squamish, B.C., where we had the chance to talk to some of the leaders in digital marketing and technology from Canada and around the world. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to Marketing Jam. I'm Shahid, and I'm sitting next to Karm Sumal, who is one of the co-founders of Daily Hive, which was founded as Van City Buzz, right? And if you probably know what Van City Buzz and Daily Hive is by now, but um, how would you explain it in your own words these days? It's evolved over time, right? Yeah, we're no longer just like in Vancouver. Yeah, um, that's that's a given. I mean, the name Van City Buzz resonates well with people like it locally. Yeah, um, I still see people calling it that. Yeah. Um, but when we made that leap into other markets, we're like, okay, we need to we need to change everything up. Absolutely. If we're really going to grow this business and we want to grow it, then let's you know kind of like rip the bandaid off and let's just go with it and right. see what happens. It was uh, you know we had all the brand equity built up with Van City Buzz, so it was kind of. You know, a lot of people think it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Kind of just throw that out almost, but we kind of like massaged it into, we're still Man City Buzz. But Do they still feel like that? I mean, I, I feel like that's probably forgotten by this point now that... Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I think now a lot of people, and it's also, it's good that people don't like, some people know that Van City Buzz is now Daily Hive, and some people are like, oh, what's Van City Buzz? I, never, oh, I know <laughs> yeah. Daily Hive. And that's though. a good thing. And that's a good thing, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because we've been growing all along, so there are people that never heard of Van City Buzz. Yeah. They now know Daily Hive, so right. we'll take that. Perfect, yeah. So Daily Hive is, a, is an online publication. What, what would you say the, the, the core of your business is these days? At the core of the business is content. It's content. Obviously, um, whether it's written, um, uh, photo, video, but it's still content. Delivering content that is primarily localized to whatever city we're located in. So that would be the core. Yeah, and, and that's a concept that has been happening for so long with, with newspapers and TV mm-hmm. news and uh, even you know online stuff. But for some, for some reason, and I'd be curious to know what the reason is in your mind, mm. you guys have been able to, to gain a foothold in this type of business, even though it's existed for so long. Why do you think it is? I think we brought a fresh take to it a little bit. You know, we also targeted an audience that was primarily neglected by traditional media, whether it be radio, print, uh, news like TV news. Um, That the audience for them always kind of skewed a little older, um, 45 plus. Um, You know, and I think also the news as a whole, like it's a function of. Who, who's in your organization, right? And you yeah. tell the news from that lens. So if you have a lot of older individuals, um, homogenous in terms of ethnicity, yeah. light way to say a lot of white people, right, right? right? Your lens and your frame of thinking is going to be just that, right? When you, if you were to come into our newsroom, you would look at it and it's like, yo, Vancouver is represented in our newsroom, whether it's from the marketing side, the sales side, or the editorial side. It's a mix of individuals. And not just ethnicity, but gender, like, you know, sexual preference, everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we try to, because they know it best, right? So I think that was missing. And we kind of, I felt that. Like, as I was reading the news, I was like, man, this, is, why, like, this doesn't resonate with me anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to know what the weather is. I don't want to know what the Canucks did. Yeah. But I don't need 
my local media to tell me that. I can go to the Weather Channel to check the news. And this was like 10 years ago, but now I can get it on an app. And like sports, I would just go to sports, like TSN or Sportsnet. So why would I go on to something like that? So we kind of filtered in and saw this gap that was missing. And it was really targeting the 18 to 35 year old crowd. The, 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 that crowd, that cultural identity and makeup of a city that was just lacking, we felt. Um, we kind of saw that and we kind of ran with that. Yeah, and that was, I mean, it's interesting to hear you s to use the word newsroom because initially you guys started as a blog, it was three of you right in, the, in a basement. And, yeah. Um, you know, you targeted that specific audience that you're talking about, but it, it has turned into something very different. And, and that audience that you're talking about from traditional news is now your audience too. Yeah. Right? And, and so why do you think that's happened? Like, why do you think they've, they've become a part of what you're doing? And I guess how and when did it change for you? You know, I, I, it changed in a sense that we, we grew an audience on all the other stuff, yeah. whether it's food, things to do in your city, movers and shakers within the demographic we're going after, cultural stuff. But we looked at it and we're like, okay, we're kind of, we need more. And so we're like, well, how do we do that? Oh, let's just start covering the news. Yeah. But let's, let's cover it to the news that we kind of can cover. We're not gonna, you're not going to see us going in doing in-depth exposés or some undercover crazy shit. Right. We're not going to do that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd argue most traditional outlets barely do that now, yeah. too, oh, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Right? So yeah. everybody's kind of just doing this, like, almost like brain-dead news where a press release comes and you just push it out. And if you learn how the news world works, yeah. everybody's just sitting in front of a screen waiting for a press release, whether it's from the VPD, the West Bank Police yeah. Department, whoever. They're waiting for that and then they react. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck, I can do that. Yeah. You know, like, what, you, just because you went to journal, like, I'm not investigative reporting and we don't do that. We, I mean, not to the level that true investigative journalists can do. So but I was like, we can take a slice of this and now grow our audience. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. We saw that and we were able to double our audience. Yeah. Because day to day, so much is going on. Yeah. And before we were not talking about it, we started snipping and like trying it and testing it. And we're like, people are reading us for regular news. And I never thought they would, but they did. So we're like, well, why not give them a little bit more? But still hold on to and maintain the core of what we build and then just kind of lay it on top and keep evolving what we are. That's I think the one thing we never done. We, we never allowed ourselves to be just pigeonholed, like internally. Like I know externally a lot of people are like, oh, I loved it when you just talked about what's going on. I don't want right. news from you. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. but. A lot of people do want news from us, right. so we're gonna give it. Yeah. Right? I think that's where we kind of made that leap where people were clicking on it. Yeah, and I, I mean, what you've done recently in terms of you know, dish and urbanize, this is a way for people to get exactly what they want mm -hmm. uh, and not maybe necessarily have to look at uh, other things. Exactly. Do you see that going more in that direction where the content is more tailored and, and specific to what people want to see yeah. as opposed to what's just put out there? Yeah, I, I think like, there's a lot of people, like I said, like, if they don't want us for news, but they still love our food content, they love our real estate content, and, and, and uh, like civic issues and transportation, whatever. Sure, then if you love our food content, we got dish for you. Yeah. Go for it. Just follow that page. You'll never get any news stuff on that. Yeah. And if you love real estate, transportation, civic issues, city hall kind of debates, urbanizes for you. Boom. You don't have to follow our news. You don't have to get any of the other stuff if you don't want it that way, right? And, and we've seen that that's actually helped us in kind of grow our audience and kind of make it a little bit more of a... A, increase the loyalty yeah. uh, to certain channels, whether it be Dish, Urbanize, we've launched a cannabis channel, Grow, we started cultivating like a new audience through that. It's just layering on these 
things so that we don't just stagnate, yeah. you know, and fight for every click. Yeah. So, you know, content is, is, is the main, the core of your business, but it, it kind of is one part of it and it enables so many other things. So one other side of it is, is you know, bringing in other partners, right? Mm -hmm. And um, advertisers are, are, are one, one of those partners. Um, and I guess agencies like Jelly uh, working with you guys is, is another you know, place where you guys do business. So maybe tell me a little bit about uh, how you, you guys tread that, uh, that line of, um, I guess, monetizing the content that, that you are putting out there because at the end of the day, you, you still want to serve the, the audience and, yeah. and, and you know, produce content that they want to see. At the end of the day, you got to make money or you're not going to be in business, yeah. right? So, if, um, and I think readers, even deep down, even the ones that don't like advertising understand that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't understand that, the only, you know, we're not funded by taxpayer money. We're not the CBC. Yeah. So ain't nobody giving me money, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I have to sell advertising, whether it's, you know, custom content, native content, sponsored video, sponsored ads, yeah. homepage takeovers, whatever. We have to sell something in order to pay people yeah. and keep our 56 employees yeah. employed yeah. and grow the business, you know, and and you find that people are they are understanding of that. I, I think you know you're gonna. I mean, when you go on Facebook comments and people are like, "Oh, sponsored real estate yeah. ad, knew it, Daily Hive sold out." I'm like, really? Yeah. Have we sold out? Like, you go and if you click on like, like the the most left wing media in in Vancouver is the Georgia Strait. Okay. Yeah. They're funded by real estate development ads. Right. The hypocrisy of that yeah. is insane. Yeah. We, I've always loved real estate, and I hate that shit's expensive. But if a developer wants to tell me that they have a new project, there's an audience that we have that probably can afford it. Now, right. I may not be even able to afford what they're what we're pitching. Yeah. But who's to say? Yeah. Like, as long as other people are clicking it, and the developer and the, our client is happy, yeah. we've served that portion. People come to us for real estate. Yeah. It's a lot of it's just, it's not our fault yeah. that it's expensive, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not a hypocrite. I know we love real estate. We talk about it passionately and I actually think there should be more development, yeah. right? So if a developer comes to me, it almost makes sense. Um, whereas like you see other papers doing it and you're like, you say you're this, but then you're actually not from the money you're taking. Like, just be real, right? Yeah. Like, we're real. Well, I'm, I, I take money from advertisers. Yeah. How else am I going to pay for the business and the staff? Yeah. Right? But we do have to be picky and choosy yeah. as to who we associate with our, our, ourselves with, right? Like, because we do need to know our audience and not, you know, pitch something that's so left field that nobody likes it. Right. But, as, like, as long as, you know, there's a, a chunk of our audience that will appreciate this, it's there. Yeah. If you don't like it, scroll up, man. It's not hard. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't, you don't have, have to click, to click. it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to click it and you can just scroll up. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't, like, why would that, like, I just don't get the mindset of someone getting so offended by something like that. Yeah, it just makes, to me, it doesn't make sense because Vice is selling mortgages yeah. through BMO. Yeah. They do it the Vice way, but they're still selling a fucking mortgage. Right, yeah. But this is Vice. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Anti-corporate. Exactly. Corporation. But they're a corporation now. They're funded by, I think, who is it? Uh, Rupert Murdoch has a stake in it. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. You know? So everybody does it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're here at CIMC 2018, and, and you, you were talking about influencer marketing. Um, 
tell me a little bit about how that, uh, I guess, comes to, to, to be in, in the Daily High Boxes and, and what you see sort of the future of that being. I mean, it's, it's only become popular in the last year or so, and is there room for it to grow? And mm. for, is it going to be one of those fads that kind of passes quickly? I, I think influencer marketing, I know a lot of people, <laughs> they kind of laugh at it. Yeah. And a lot of it is because it's so flooded. Yeah, everybody and their mom is an influencer. Yeah, it's a low Not, barrier to entry, relatively, no, right? No, there's like if you got a couple, you 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 got a social media account and yeah. you want to put some time in it to grow it, yeah. you can become an influencer. Yeah, um, and I think that's actually amazing because. A, now everybody can make some fucking money. <laughs> it's not just the celebrity endorsements. Yeah. But B, brands can save money because they don't have to spend as much money to go and promote to people. Now, I'm never going to follow Pepsi on Instagram. Yeah. But if I follow a friend and he got a promo deal with Pepsi and all of a sudden he's at a beach and he's got a Pepsi next to him, yeah. I might get thirsty and get a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to unfollow him right? because he's my homie. Yeah. Or yeah. someone that I follow for all the other stuff that he does. And are, are you cool with that being more transparent and, and you know, having to disclose that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. it, I mean, not only is it, is it better that it's transparent, um, I, you know, I think it's, I think it'll just become part of the ex social media experience. Yeah. People just need to understand that. I know Instagram tried, and they still do it, but they put the ads in, but I hate those. Yeah. I don't like, like, sometimes I'm clicking and liking, I'm like, oh shit, I liked an ad, yeah. and I shouldn't have, and then I go back and I don't think I'm the like, ads work on Instagram for me, no. They don't, they don't. But if you advertise through an influencer yeah. on a platform like Instagram, they're much more effective. So, obviously, Instagram realized that people were probably doing that, so then they do that little, paid partnership with blah, 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 blah. That's right. And then they have their algorithm rigged. Yeah. As soon as that tag is in, yeah. they know, oh, the reach is going to be throttled. Yeah. So then the influencer who has now signed a deal with someone yeah. expected this much reach is probably like, okay, I got paid 100, I got paid 100 bucks. I better pay, give Instagram 10 or 20 yeah. to make sure I get that reach that I said I was going to give to the brand, right? So then that way, Instagram's making their money. And you, you know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Are, are influencers taking away some of your advertising dollars, though? And do you Maybe. see that as a competitor or not? not They're really. not competitors. I see them as colleagues. Yeah. You know, we can work with them. Yeah. You know, there's so much money out there that, you know, yeah. work with an influencer or work with us. The pie is big enough. Yeah, yeah, the pie is so big. And, or work with the influencer and work with us so that the influencer posts on their channel and they also post, we use that photo that's already created and everything's done on our channel and then now you're able to amplify it again. And, and they're different pieces of content, different right? Pieces. I mean, the, the influencer marketing um, advertising style is, is very niche. You, you really know what that audience is. And yeah. Whereas, you know, somebody who's going to be advertising with you might know the audience, but it's going to probably be more general, right? It's more general, a little yeah. bit more broad. I mean, you can go in and, and really fine tune it, but um, it, it just depends on the product offering, right? Yeah. So where, where is Daily Hive going next? So where can you expand? You've grown from Vancouver only, um, what's happening, to news, full service publication across the country. What's next? Uh, America. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're really. And you looking say that with confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it with confidence because this is already in the process. Yeah. Um, we're just looking at all the stuff that we need to do. We're looking at the, how much money do we got? Can, yeah. you know, how much is it going to take to get into that market? Yeah. Um, and is there a void there for some something like that? There is a void in certain yeah. markets. There's certain yeah. markets that are saturated, right? But even yeah. when we went into Toronto, we knew it was a saturated market. It's the, yeah. it's the media mecca of Canada. Right. And everybody and their mom has a blog on there, right? So we knew it was a saturated market, but we were ma able to make a significant dent and knock out some established players and I was like if we can do it in that market there's no market where I don't think we can compete does that mean we're number one in every market probably not realistically I want to be number one in every market but it's not gonna happen and I'm not an idiot to think that but if I can compete and hold our own we're good yeah. and so America should not be no different than going into Toronto and right? when you go into those markets like when you went into Eastern Canada you guys are pretty lean right like you operate we're still, still lean, a startup man. and and yeah. uh, like you did in the basement, right? And that, and that probably helps you uh, survive a little bit when you do expand. Yeah, we, yeah like it, we didn't, our budget was so minimal when we started there. Yeah. Um, and going into our new markets in America, we'll, the budgets will still be bootstrapped. We may have a little bit more money to play with, but even then, our mentality has always been is we're a startup. Yeah. And we want to keep that energy going because that energy allows us to be efficient and effective with less resources. There's a burnout level, obviously. For so sure. Now we've, you know, had to kind of go through peaks and troughs, but, and I'm getting older. <laughs> so <laughs> my energy's not, yeah, so the energy <laughs> isn't the same, but yeah. um, I still go at it. Like, I wake up every day, like, I just started this business. Do you pinch yourself a little bit? Like, you, you've done this big thing, you've taken out some, you know, big players, and you've become the big player, and then, you know, now you've got people trying to be, be like you. Is it? You, you believe it? Did you ever want this? <laughs> I never grew up wanting this. Yeah. This is not what I did. I'm a, like, I'm a uh, certified professional accountant yeah. by trade, and yeah. I still go to these classes so I can maintain those three letters yeah. behind my name. I don't know why. I never, like, yeah. fuck, I'm never going to go back into that world, but right. I just felt well, like I went to school for that. I might as yeah. well keep it. But, you know, there was times where I didn't really, the journey of growing it is so much more fun than actually like when we launched a daily hive and we were in these markets people were like you should be fun having fun and celebrating i was like yeah. i'm actually kind of sad yeah. because everything leading up to it was so much fun to get back to work right right and now that we've accomplished this i'm like kind of like what's next you know yeah. I, I i i should celebrate the moment more um, uh, that that moment and the achievements more my wife always says that yeah um, you should read The Happiness Equation. It's a good book that talks exactly about that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's not that I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, no, no, yeah, for yeah. sure. But it talks about, you know, <laughs> but, you know what, what's going on in your head and yeah. why you're doing that. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But I feel like if I'm, I'm, in my head, I think like, yo, if I think I've made it, I might step off the gas pedal a little. Yeah. And you still got a lot of time left. I have way too many <laughs> cities to go into yeah. before I can step off that gas pedal. You know, I got 20, 30 year still yeah to go. and then you go across the Atlantic too so. yeah I want to go into Europe and yeah. go the other side across the Pacific too right yeah, yeah. and for some relationships in Asia so yeah. there's too much there's too much um, to, to, to still get into in my head so I don't know yeah. well good job so far it's been awesome talking to you and no, uh, man, thank you looking forward to seeing where you go next Pleasure. appreciate it man thank you thanks for listening to marketing jam if you enjoyed the show head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and see you next time.
Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.